this week on King of the Hill, it's saying versus capitalism and some minorities. I'm coming home, Peggy. Hey guys, Alex here from Bastard Geek, and I'm joined as always with Bobby and Walter. Say hey guys. Hey everybody. Hi. So, uh, without a certain someone knowing, um, this is a Walter episode, so if you guys want to, you know, duck out early, we'll have something fun in the next couple weeks for you guys, but just letting you know, it's a Walter episode. So, I guys. Hear you. Huh? I could hear you. No. What? Yeah. You're I, not I... actually in this room, Walter. What are you talking about? So, Walter, we're doing one of your episodes. That's always a fun time. Yes. So why don't you explain what we're doing? We are watching the 1993 uh, film starring Michael Douglas. Directed by Joel Schumacher. Yes, directed by Joel Schumacher, who uh, is one of the very most hit-miss directors you can find. Yeah? Uh, He made Batman and Robin. Batman Forever. And he made The Lost Boys. He also did Phantom of the Opera, the number 23. Oh, God, the number 23. Oh, yeah. But we are watching this week Falling Down, which is a crime thriller-ish. It's what I like to describe Karen the movie, because Michael Douglas is nothing but a Karen the entire movie. I mean, he has a few legitimate rights. Not not as legitimate. All his legitimacy goes out the window once he enacts violence. I'm just going to say that right now. I mean, except for the one time that, you know, someone pulled a knife on him. Okay, yeah. He was defending himself there, but all the other times, yeah. No. Yeah. No excuse. No. So, uh, where'd you hear this movie, Walter? Uh, a friend of mine told me about it, and... I then watched it when it was on Netflix, and I was like, wow, this is really neat. It's all about, like, a man's slow descent into lunacy. Yes. And I think I made this point while Bobby was in the bathroom during the movie, while we paused the movie. But uh, how many of your suggestions for the show are going to be a deep dive into a man's psyche? Because you're kind of like three for four now. Is there something you want to tell us? I'm fine. So, Bobby, have you heard of this movie before? No. So Bobby and I are the newbies. That doesn't happen very often. Right. Well, it's usually either me or you. Bobby watches a lot of shit. Yeah. Bobby, what's something you watched today that you want to talk about? other than what I can only describe as Australia's version of Pines Kids You Know, not a whole lot. Oh, God. Wait. No, what was that thing you were Snapchatting me about? Oh. 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 Um. So, uh, Mickey Mouse shorts, right? Oh, yes. Uh-huh. They could bear, like, we could do an episode on this. We should do an episode on this. Like, if if you want to watch something where, like, 
Goofy just kind of looks methed out. <laughs> you can watch Mickey Mouse short. You didn't even watch the worst episode of that. What? The... Where Goofy Vore is me and Mickey and they end up fucking inside of him. I'm not questioning the legitimacy of that statement. It's I'm, real. I, I'm gonna need a link later. Oh no. Oh god. Keep, keep talking about it. But, like, uh, so, the one I watched was, uh, Wish Upon a Coin, where, uh, Pete steals all the coins from the wishing well. Pete's an asshole. And, uh, before that, uh, Goofy kind of, oh, God. Like, I'm not sure if he pulled the coin out of his asshole or his belly button, it was his belly button. It, it, it was like, not his asshole. It looks like his asshole, man. <laughs> Do you know what Goofy's asshole looks like? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm pretty sure we just killed Walter. Um, Bobby, have you been watching the Goofy movie, World 34? Do we have to call the cops? No, Maxie. Your daddy doesn't have sex. Your daddy sucks. <laughs> It's just Goofy and Powerline tag-teaming his deceased wife. What the fuck, Walter? Walter has obviously seen some, uh... Walter, you've lost your goddamn mind. <laughs> Walter's definitely seen some shit. Walter's definitely jerked off to some shit. Oh. He's, he moans now, but... Oh, God. What he really means is... Yeah, yeah, Harder, yeah. Goofy. <laughs> <laughs> why do I let you guys into my house every week? Third question is, why did you let him into your house today? Well, originally it was because he drove you around, but now you have a car. Just gonna let, let that sink in. Anyway... So the movie. <laughs> Do you want me to start with the synopsis or? Yeah, why don't you, you give your synopsis? I'll get my synopsis. You so take it away. <laughs> it starts out with Michael Douglas sitting in uh, what I can only describe as the most uncomfortable looking Los Angeles traffic jam I've ever seen. It is hot, his air conditioning isn't working, his windows aren't working, and traffic is at a standstill. And then, like, you visibly see him lose his mind and just get out of his car, and he's just like, I'm going home, I'm going home. And then everyone's like, the fuck, bro? Get back in your car so I can move mine. And then, uh, Can we get to the point of the movie where he just acts like a Karen for an hour? And then he uh, he makes he he uh, calls his uh, ex-wife on a payphone and says nothing. And then he goes into a gas station to try and make change, and he gets very upset at prices and starts hitting everything with a bat. And on the reverse of things, there is a detective who is, on his very last day, you know, his, he's about to retire, literally his last day at, in the office. The biggest trope. 
the biggest trope. And even to the point where they say, uh, oh, there's a curse. You're going to die before the end of the day, which is kind of fucked up. But, you know. Um, yeah, anyway. I think the one example they gave was a guy was walking, was one of the guys that used to work there was walking out to his car and he got ran over. Yeah. Yeah, so um, anyway, he decides to step into action and try and stop Michael Douglas's character. Mm-hmm. You know, by the end of the day, as Michael Douglas goes on this very public, very uh, aggressive rampage of just toxic masculinity and traditionalism and just he's angry at the world because things aren't what they were. He doesn't have power anymore. He His wife left him. He's... Uh, He's been fired from his job. He wanders around Los Angeles aimlessly every day. He is five years short of a Walter Main. You had me till that last part. <laughs> so, Bobby, what did you think of this movie? Why don't you give us your synopsis? Phil gets stuck in a traffic jam and then <clears throat> destroys the Chinese convenience store over, over product prices, which I do have to say... Um, yeah, kind of wrong, but that can of Coke was a little too expensive. 85 cents? How much you need you get a can of Coke for now? Uh, in my work break room, it's like 50 cents. Mm. Yeah, but it's Los Angeles. There's an upcharge. Oh, of course. But anyways, as I was saying, Hank Hill gets, uh, gets stuck in a traffic jam and then absolutely destroys a Chinese convenience store over prices and capitalism. And then somewhere along the line... Steals a ba- a duffel bag full of guns from a Mexican gang. Well, they weren't going to need it. They got into a car accident. Well, yeah. Yeah. Like, I just got to say, them doing that drive-by and then getting in that car accident is the most instant of instant karma. I mean, it was... It also it, didn't help that they, they didn't, like, you know, compensate for the fact that Rosies really have zero accuracy. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you were that close... Oh, yeah. You really have to, like, aim. Yeah, Uzis are... Uh, there, because of the amount of recoil, you're just going to kind of go all over the place. There, there's too much gun on a barrel. Yeah, it's too high rate of fire for too small a gun. Yeah. But anyway, um... Going further, um... Toward the end of the movie there... A, uh, what, an 8-year-old or 12-year-old teaches him how to use a, uh... A rocket launcher? Because he thinks that he's in a movie? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that was great. Which has to be commentary on just how, um, children are desensitized to violence these days. And this back was... Back in the 90s. And this was, like, nearly 30 years ago. Yeah. But anyways, the, the title of this movie should have really been Hank Hill's No Good, Very Bad Day. In 1992, Hank Hill wasn't conceptualized yet. It was the prequel, prequel to King of the Hill. (laughs) Somebody contact Mike Judge. Yeah, on there, bud. Oh yeah, always. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, in case you missed it, Alex just uh, don't don't fucking cancel me. Has rubbed my arm. I patted your arm. 
Your hands are very warm, and I am very cold. Thank you. That was nice. Continue. You're very toy, toy like a toy, I guess. Oh! But anyway. I think you just answered yourself, buddy. Oh, come on. Come off it. But anyway. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... I don't know. I just, I feel like he's complaining a lot throughout the movie about, like, just needless shit. Like, he really didn't have to attack that, uh, Korean. Korean? Yeah, Korean store worker. No, no, he absolutely did not. No. Uh, he could have just been like, well, this is kind of bullshit, and then left. I mean, yeah. Or he could have gotten, like, a pack of gum. Yeah, he never, he he didn't even try and find something cheaper. Right, he, he, honestly, and we'll talk about Homer's Enemy, the Simpsons episode, because as I found out during my research for this movie, the character of Frank Grimes was basically based off Michael Douglas's character in this movie. Yeah. But I feel like, especially uh, this character, he just complains about things for no apparent fucking reason. Like... What what do they say? Like he's like five minutes late to get breakfast at the uh, restaurant. Yeah, just get a fucking burger, dude. Which is what he ended up doing anyway. After holding up the entire fucking restaurant. Yeah. He made somebody vomit. <laughs> yes, he Out did. Out of fear. Yes. Yes, he did. Um, I think. I think one of the scenes that sums up, like, the point of the movie the best is during the finale when they're in the little standoff and he's just like, I'm the bad guy? Like, because he's not real. All right, all right, come on. Come on, come off it. But he's not realizing... Like, basically, he's not realizing what he's doing till he's in that final moment, like, oh, shit, I just did all this, and now I'm going to probably go to jail forever. Right. I don't know, man. Like, his wife, his ex-wife, tells the police officers that he has, like, violent tendencies. Yeah. And shit, like, he's, they, she does say that he's, like, never hit her. Or anything like it's implied that she's that he's come close, but like he never killed a girl, I don't no. think, or he never hurt the little girl. No, I know, I know the detective at the end did say that. Oh, are you gonna kill your family? Is that what's gonna happen? Yeah, no, I, I, I truly don't think that's what he would have done. No, um, I, like he said, I think maybe in the back of his mind the whole time was to end up getting killed so his daughter can get that insurance money. Right, but it didn't seem like the daughter was struggling. No, but... Like, maybe it's his way of being like, this is the only way I can provide for you since I don't have a job. Right. And I can't pay the child support. Right. And yada yada. Yeah. I don't know. And then, um, yeah, so, I don't know. I have a history of not liking movies like this that just 
say that, you know, society is the bad guy. You know, you guys know my thoughts on Joker. Yeah. We also know your thoughts on Joel Schumacher. What about Joel Schumacher? I think he's a cool guy. He's just not that good of a director. Exactly. No. <laughs> he made objectively the two worst Batman <laughs> films. He didn't make Batman vs. Superman in Justice League. Okay, fair. <laughs> Oof. Uh, I'd still say Batman and Robin is worse than Batman vs. Superman. We have to do Batman and Robin. No. I love it so much. You need to stop. awful. No, you need to stop looking in your cynical, fucking, narcissistic, fucking, narcissistic, nihilistic, fucking attitude of things. And fucking give Batman and Robin a chance, because it is a very fun movie. It's not a good movie, it's a fun movie. The Bat credit card. Yes. What's wrong with the back credit card? Not to mention, um... I'm a lover, not a fighter. That's why every Poison Ivy action figure comes complete with him. All right, fuck this. No no falling down over here. We're doing Batman and Robin. See you guys in five minutes. We just watched Batman and Robin, so what did you guys think? I had a feeling so. Oh, it was great. Smashing fucking pumpkins. No, we're still doing the falling (laughs) down review. But anyway, um... After the gas station, Uh which he ends up literally paying what he wanted to pay for the can of Coke. Yeah, but also he damaged a lot of merchandise. He battered the owner with his own baseball bat. Yes. Battered him? Did he... Did he strike him? I... I don't think he did. Kind of. I think he knocked him down. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's still technically better. Like a yes. like a push. But he ends up going and sitting on a rock on a hill, and he's approached by uh, two gang members who aggressively try to start stuff with him, and then he's just like. Getting in their face, being like, you could have just left me alone, you should have just left me alone, blah, blah, blah. And then he proceeds to hit them with the baseball bat and throw it at them and uh, cause them to run off. Yeah. Which, this is the one instance where I'll be like, they could have just fucking left him alone. He could have just, like, you know, not sat where he was sitting. Yeah. Could have just moved along. That's all I wanted him to do. What? What's Walter? We've been we've been pussyfooting around a subject all night. What? You relate to this man? No, I don't. You relate to no, the, I do. Not. No, whenever we say something bad about. Michael uh, Douglas's character in this movie, you're always defending him. You're always saying that he's... I said this is the one situation. The one situation. Where it could have been avoided by the other party, and they could have just left him the fuck alone. You don't understand Latin American gang logic. You don't understand machismo. It's not about... Leaving some white guy alone because he's had a bad day. It's, all right, it's uh, it's territorial. They're cocky. They're, that's how they are. That's what you know. Gang members are like you know. 
especially like Mexican gang members. I mean, I not saying I've been around a lot of gang members, but I've been around a lot of Mexicans and I know that we're cocky. Okay. All right. They're just a bunch of kids. That's just, you know, I know it's stereotypical, but like, that's just the trope of the Latino gang members, you know? I mean, you know, in gangland LA in the 1990s, you just stayed clear of them, you know? And I get that. And it's not about all that's how it should be. It's about that's how it is. And it's how you stay safe. Yeah. And at the end of the day, yes, it was the fault of both parties because he could have easily just walked away. Or he could have just given them given them the briefcase. All he had was his lunch. I know it's the principle of the thing. And I know the connotation of later when he gives the bum mm-hmm. the briefcase instead of the duffel bag. Yeah. That is symbolic of him leaving his old life behind. And him taking the duffel bag is him with his new life going on a murderous rampage. <laughs> right. So I, I read about that symbolism in there. But uh, just give him your fucking lunch. It was a, it was a crushed sandwich and an apple, dude. You didn't even have a Capri Sun, bro. Maybe that maybe that crust sandwich had some meaning to it. Or as uh, Frank Grimes said, it was his dietetic. What does that mean, dietetic? Um, I, let me look it up really quick. I thought he said diabetic. No, he said dietetic. dietetic. You, you would know if you read the subtitles, Walter. Yeah, it's dietetic. What the fuck? And also, that looked like a white bread sandwich. Dietetics. Yeah, that is... That. The branch of knowledge concerned with the diet and its effects on health, especially with the practical application of a scientific understanding of nutrition. So in other words, he's just like... It's his it. nerd lunch. Yes, yes, it's his nerd lunch. It was just a fucking sandwich, Frank! <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> but Let Homer eat your sandwich. And I know you relate to fucking Frank Grimes. All I said was he had a point on some things he was saying. Okay, but going to Frank Grimes now, or whatever, he should have just left Homer alone. Yes, Homer's an imbecile. Yes, Homer tumbles through life, and yes, it's unfair. But don't make it your whole life, bro. All right? Okay. People like him. People like Homer. And Homer has suffered a whole hell of a lot. There is episodes where he's getting two jobs to support his uh, kids. He... Save for an air conditioner, but he realized that he needed to exercise Lisa's smart muscles when she was a baby. So instead of getting an air conditioner during a fucking heat wave, he put the $350 towards a fucking saxophone. He has suffered for his family. He's worked hard. He has been through it. All right. There's been times when He just feels like giving up, and he has nearly killed himself before. Like, once or twice on the show. Homer Simpson has fucking struggled, Frank Grimes. Fuck you! Jeez. Are you okay, Alex? No, I just, I I, I just, he, he was really mean to Homer. Okay, in that episode, he was super fucking mean to Homer, and it wasn't cool. Homer was just doing his best. Yes, Homer's an obnoxious pig. I get it. Yes, Homer ate your stupid nerd lunch. It doesn't matter. Homer wanted to be good with him. Homer wanted to make friends with him. Homer invited you over for lobster, and you spat in his face. You deserve to die, Frank Grimes. You deserve to die. You good? 
Yeah, I think I'm fine. <laughs> I'm back Yeah, yeah, they said he was 35 in that episode. And Michael Douglas, um, they said he was like 37, 38 during the movie, his character. Yeah, he looked like he was like fucking 50. He was 48. Oh, geez. Yeah. 10 years old. Oh, yeah. Michael Douglas, you know. Michael Michael Douglas was in his 40s, about to be 50 when this movie came out. And he's still doing movies. Yeah, he's like 70 years old, still doing movies with, uh, I believe he has throat cancer. Oh, God. He's had throat cancer for a long time. Did he have it when he did Ant-Man? Yeah. Yeah, this was before, like, during the, when he played Liberace. Oh. This is when it first uh, came oh. out, which Ant-Man, you know, Michael Douglas, great actor. You know, Hank Pym in the oh, Ant-Man yeah. movies. He is my favorite in uh, Behind the Candelabra, which is the movie about Liberace. Uh, Liberace was Elton John before Elton John was Elton John. Uh, which one of my favorite stories about Elton John is uh, when he came out to his parents. Yeah. Well, to his mom and stepdad. But uh, he came out to them, and uh, apparently his boyfriend, uh, John Reed at the time, had Liberace tickets for them. But that night he realized he had to go come out to his mom. So he did that, and he stayed at home after calling her. And uh, apparently Liberace heard that Elton John, who was gaining notoriety at the time, was going to be in attendance. And uh, during his set, Liberace comes on out and he's like, I heard Elton John is here today. So Elton, please stand up, you know, make yourself known, come on stage and everything. And uh, Elton John's not there. Oh, God. (laughs) And apparently this is like 15 minutes of Liberace being like, come on, Elton, come on on stage. (laughs) Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> it's it's amazing. I fucking love it. Now I'm gonna go grab another peach drink to uh relax myself from my whole rant about Frank Grimes. Why don't you guys talk about falling down a little bit more? If there's a second one in there, can you get it for me? Okay. Um so yeah, after after that is Does he go anywhere after that? Like I know he goes places, but after the, uh, after, uh, like taking their duffel bag. No, I I just met like directly after that, but before the drive by. Oh yeah. He goes to the payphone again. He calls his wife and then his wife or his ex-wife and his ex-wife figures out it's him. And she's like, you can't be calling us. You have to stay away from us. You have to leave us alone. And he's like, no, it's her birthday. I, I'm i going to be there because it's her birthday and blah, blah, blah. Is that just how you're going to blah, blah? Yes. When has he said blah, blah? Like three fucking times during this recording. I've, I've, I've been drowning him out then. I've never heard him say blah, blah. I feel like you just do that naturally, though. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> and then from there, uh, the gang members attempt to drive by, which they hit several people, not including uh, Michael Douglas's character. And they end up. You know, we keep calling him Michael Douglas's character, but his name. His name is Bill. Bill Foster, which is the name of Goliath. 
who is in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Lawrence Fishburne's that character. Right, 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 right. But, yeah. And they end up crashing their car immediately, which is instant karma. Like. Well, when you're doing a drive-by, you got to drive by really fast. And then uh, he goes up to their car, shoots them with the gun they had used, and picks up the duffel bag filled with the rest of the weapons and walks away. And this is where Bobby starts to describe this as a certain thing. Like, literally, if Call of Duty existed during this time period, the man is just playing one long game of gun game. Yes. He is just upgrading... As he goes. He upgraded from a fucking baseball bat that he stole from a convenience store owner. Then he took the switchblade. Then he took the switchblade. And now he's just got a whole ass duffel bag full of guns. And then he gets the rocket launcher. And then he gets the rocket launcher. And then, uh... The water gun. I was about to say, are we going to talk about the ending yet or not? Not yet. No, not yet. Uh, And then after that is the fast food joint, I think. Yeah. Which, this reminds me of a scene from a TV show I've been wanting to watch for a long time. Um, Atlanta. Atlanta's pretty good. Isn't this, uh, I've seen like a scene where Donald Glover is trying to get a kid's meal. Yes. Is it it like it? Um... It doesn't get to this, but... It doesn't get to this. Do you think there's a... Man's just trying to get a kid's meal. That's all he's right. trying to do. I don't know. It just it feels like they were riffing off that. that. That being said, he obviously did not get the kid's meal. He didn't get the kid's meal? If I remember correctly, he did not get the kid's meal. It's been a minute since I've seen season one. Right, 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 right. But yeah. Um, guys, he... if he ends up getting the kid's meal, why don't you email the show at CapacityGeek at... Um, uh, Cap2GeekShow at gmail.com. No, no, no. I want to. I want it to be like a ridiculous email where it's like, uh, capacity the number two, geek seven at netscape.com. <laughs> or like you know, just uh, put us up on Twitter. Watch our fleets. Yeah. Or are we gonna just start doing fleets? No, we don't have to. We don't have to do fleets. Nobody has to do fleets. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he goes in there, tries to order breakfast. It's after breakfast serving time, which at that point, just don't get breakfast. Get something else. Or ask them if they can put a fucking egg on your burger. I know apparently McDonald's will do that up to like, what, 10 minutes after breakfast or something? Yeah. Shit. That might be a good idea to do. Well, they don't do all-day breakfast anymore. No, they don't. They haven't since uh, COVID. Shit. I mean, damn it. When they do all day breakfast again, I kind of want to try and get a like a quarter pounder and ask them to put a breakfast egg on there. Pro tip: do the round egg because that's the one they crack in store. Yeah, that's the breakfast egg. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what sandwich I get, I always ask for. I always specifically ask for that one. I don't like the folded egg. They don't usually do the folded egg on sandwiches, do they? Unless it's like the bagel sandwich. Uh, the 
The uh, I've only had the folded egg on the big breakfast and also the bagel witch. And uh, can't remember. Fuck. What? The uh, the ones that are like the pancake. McGriddle? Yeah. Oh, yeah, folded yeah, eggs that come is, on the McGriddle. That is folded egg. But I always ask for uh, the, the, the round. round egg, because that's cracked in store. Mm-hmm. Are you sure that's cracked in store, or are you just getting that from the commercial? Uh, so I got that from someone who worked there. Okay. All right. But yeah, he really, really should have just been like, okay, can I get something else? Like, this was one of the, probably the most needless complaint he had. Because he had no basis in his complaint. At all. I mean, this is why I say that he is just a big Karen throughout the entire movie. Like, he even asks to see a manager. (laughs) Like, bro, just let it go, man. And the thing is, when this movie came out, a lot of people were like, oh, why are they champ? Like, why are we having this movie with this awful man as the hero? It's like, you clearly didn't watch the movie. He's not the hero. He's kind of a dick. Yeah, he is very much meant to be the villain. It's just a villain-centric movie. There's only one other character that might be classified as the villain of the movie. And that would be the uh, surplus store owner. Zed? Zed. Well, his name is Nick. Oh, yeah. Fuck that guy. I was half expecting Michael Douglas to say gay rights and kill him on that basis. Yeah. um, And I think that's his next stop after he holds up the entire restaurant and awkwardly forces people to try and have a normal meal while he has an Uzi in his hands. Yeah, because he, uh, the shop owner defends him or hides him. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Oh God. And then like, at first it looks like just your regular clothing store. And he walks up to the guy, and you're thinking, oh, he's just providing customer service. And then he starts throwing around some rather insensitive slurs. Yeah. And then he hides uh, Bill in the closet. And then he takes Bill to his own personal collection. The man's a neo-Nazi. Yeah, Oh, and a rocket launcher. And, uh, the man attempts to do things to Bill once Bill is like, nah, bro, I ain't about that. Yeah. And then, uh, I believe Bill kills him. Right. Which, I, I kind of total self-defense. I didn't, I didn't black out on that moment, but, like, I forgot what he did. Like, did he shoot him, or did he stabbed him in the uh, his shoulder with the knife, right? Yeah. Um, I don't remember... If he killed him or if he just, like, left him? No, 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 no. Because they do say later that uh, he did kill him and he was stuffed in a display. Oh, fuck. Yeah. But, they just yeah. don't show that, but uh, they didn't show how they killed him. Yeah. How um, he died. That was total self-defense, because I truly believe that guy would have killed him. Yeah. If he had not. I don't I, think that the gang members would have killed him. I think the gang members would have roughed him up. Yeah. Um, 
I think had he started to fight back, they would have killed him, especially if they, especially if he still had the switchblade. They would have at least stabbed him. Yeah. But yeah, but no, he this, got the switchblade from them. Yes, he had already gotten the switchblade from them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, that that shop owner was totally gonna murder him. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, He's so, yeah. probably the one who got the most justice served. I know you say that that's instant karma on the you know gang kids or whatever, but that that's also at the end of the day that's also considered a tragedy. Right. Right. There, there's a lot of candlelight visuals on that street corner. I'm not even joking. That's what the culture is. There, there, there is going to be a lot of candles on that street corner after they clean all that up because those kids, those they were kids. Right. You know, gang or not, they were kids. And you know that poor girl. Why did she get out of the car again? Did she just not want to go through with it? I think so. I think she was more like, no, we don't have to do this. Please don't do this. Yeah. And then she walks in on all her friends dying and dead. Yeah. Really makes you think. Yeah. Yeah. It's... You have unread messages at your private terminal. Son of a... Hey, Walter. You have unread messages in your terminal. I have my notifications off. I don't know why it pushes through for that so, app. So there's this great thing, this great thing in life. It's what app is Do it, Not Walter? Disturb mode. What? What app is it? It's my news app. Um, Anything interesting in the news of today? No, it's just that there's a November 21st deadline to get the stimulus check approved. Do we have to do something for that, or no? No, no. that's the government, my guy. No, if we uh, no, it's for uh, it's for the people who haven't gotten it yet. Oh, because like you know the people oh, who yeah, haven't paid right. taxes. What? So you're probably not gonna get it. No. Were you claimed? Yeah. Boy, me and Walter are definitely feeling like a couple of boomers here. I remember the last time my parents claimed me on their taxes. Yeah, but you know why I was claimed? Because I went to college. Yes. But back to the movie. Uh, yeah. Uh, it It is a tragedy, like, especially when you think that these were kids that just went down a really bad path. Oh, yeah. And it's sad that you even see that today. It's it's just a sad reality that still exists, especially in big cities. The the more unfortunate parts of big cities, the the gangland, yes. as they say it. Yes. Uh, you see it even in Chicago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, well, from there, I believe, is when he just, is when he makes his way to his ex-wife's house. Yeah. And in between this, um, the officer who's retiring 
and his uh, partner, uh-huh. they end up meeting his mom. Oh, yeah, and then we learn a little bit more about him. He's a veteran? Or was that, like, his dad? I think it was his dad. Right, and we learned that he worked for a defense company? Yes. He was fired a month ago? Yes. And it really makes you wonder where he was heading. Yeah, I don't think they ever explained that. No. I think there is something that could explain it though. Huh. Five hundred miles. The like the uh, what's the name of that band? The In Betweeners? No, that's a that's an acclaimed BBC comedy. The movies for that comedy were pretty good. BT Dubs. The In Betweeners movie. Yes. Yeah. Um, um the, the 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 something. It's on the tip of my tongue. The uh, it starts with the The Proclaimers. The Proclaimers. Yes. That's it. And I would walk five hundred miles and I would video kill the radio star. <laughs> James Corden? No. no. It was like uh, James Corden and uh, uh, who was it? Who was hey it? guys, who was it? what does it mean when the red dot is not pushed in and there's no progress on the recording bar? <laughs> oh, don't even. No, I know. And it was uh, uh, Neil from uh, One Direction with James Oh, Horton. Niall Horn. Niall Horton. Yeah. Or Horan. One Direction. <sighs> Any uh, Directioners out there still? No? Kind of figured. I know a few. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's cool. Well, at least one of their members is still getting popular. We don't have to say who. You know who. Everybody knows who. Everybody knows who. Nobody can escape it. No, as much as we try. Ah, same. Uh, But at forget my floaty on Twitter, um, I just opened up my Twitter and the first thing I see is a tweet of you saying, I want to die, bro. Same. Yeah. But yeah, from here everything starts to come together. The officer had been putting everything together since, like, the first reports. Uh, But everyone was like, no, you're an idiot. Until everything started clicking, and they're like, you might not be an idiot. And he leaves his retirement party. He punches this dickhead who works with him in the face. He ruins a perfectly good birthday cake, or retirement cake. It could be either or. He insulted a stripper. Yes. But I mean, the guy deserved to get punched in the face. You? Okay, the guy was a dick. Yeah, we're dicks to you. Do you want to punch us in the face? Every day. But I don't. Wow. I I allow you into my home. I make sure I don't put the plastic cover (laughs) when you shed. (laughs) And you insult me like that. You and that Grand Canyon of a root line you have going on. Oh. 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 
Ouch. In the wise words of the te- detective talking to his chief at the end of the movie, fuck you very much, Walter. <laughs> but yeah, so he ends up getting to the house, but luckily his ex-wife knows he's on the way. Yeah. And gets her out of the house. What do you think would have happened if she stayed in the house? Oh, fuck. I don't know. I don't want to know. No. Um, Like, I'm pretty sure, honestly, that, like, he would have probably made it to the house and just offed himself right there. Yeah. It'd make for a really short ending. But, yeah, he gets into the house, starts watching the home movies... Starts to, like, visually realize, oh, God, what type of monster am I? Yeah. And then he goes to the pier and has these really, really, really uncomfortable moments with his ex-wife. And then the officer shows up and there's a bit of a standoff. There's a speech... And he claims he has a gun, which uh, they know he had at least they know he had one at least at the house because he did shoot the yeah. officer's partner. Right. Um. And he's threatening to go for the gun, be like, "Oh, the sheriff and the outlaw." Yeah. It's how this should end. Little does the officer know, it's just a water gun. Right. And. Knowing what's going to happen, he pulls out the water gun, top shoots. He and, committed coppicide. And he, which causes him to do a whole ass flip over the pier into the water. And he's dead. Assume, it would be assumed that his daughter would get the insurance money. Which kind of came out of nowhere. I mean... Yeah. He says it, like, in one line, daughter gets the insurance money. Like, was that a thing? Did she need the money? I mean, she looked pretty well off. Yeah, they never explain what she does. I'm pretty sure, like, it's just the whole principle. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, here's me providing for for my child. I guess so, yeah. Because he can't do it in any other way because he's got a restraining order against him because he is a terrible human being. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I have a feeling like a lot of things could have intervened and it didn't have to come down to this in any aspect. I just, I don't know. Mental health is important. We we yes. talk about this nearly every episode now, it, it seems. And just like, this is like, this is a movie that could be shown in a psychology class. I wouldn't go that far, but... <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like it's over. Um, it, it, it. What am I trying to say here? Oh, I got the eye hurdy again. Um, it's just over exaggerated in him losing his mind like that. I mean, yeah, it would be like aggressive tendencies, but um, I don't know. I was almost expecting like. In American Psycho. Have you guys seen American Psycho? I have not. 
Once upon a time, not too long ago. Do you mind if I talk about American Psycho? That's fine. Okay, so American Psycho, Christian Bale plays Patrick Bateman, and he is like this hotshot executive murderer. And he does, he kills a lot of people. He kills Jared Leto, which, you know, Batman, Joker kind of thing. Huh. And, um, well, it's important. I brought up because he killed Jared Leto's character. And later it's explained that Jared Leto's character has been in London for like the past month. And like one of their coworkers just had lunch with him like last week. Oh, God. So, no. So... It turns out that Patrick Bateman didn't kill anybody at all. He was just a big fucking nerd. And he was just imagining the whole thing? Exactly. That's what I was imagining what was going to happen with Michael Douglas's character, where, like, maybe after he got shot and fell off the pier, he lifted his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah! (laughs) Like, wouldn't that be the fucking thing if he just... You hear a horn honk, and he just wakes up, and the line's finally moving. And he's heading to work. God damn it. Yeah. But yeah, um, I enjoy this movie. I see your criticisms of it, and I, because it is over-exaggerated, that's not how things work. No. Like, and honestly, I feel like he would have been stopped a long time before that. Um, I think he would have gotten out of the convenience store because- I think those gang members would have fucking killed him. Honestly, if they he pulled out the bat on them, they wouldn't have backed away. Yeah, they they're younger, faster guys. They they um, would have been able to take him down. If not there, the restaurant he would have been just kept inside the restaurant and cops would have. Yeah, that's what I assume the movie was where he held up the restaurant because I had seen that scene in the restaurant before, like parts of the scene where he, he wants the breakfast sandwich and he pulls out the gun because I think they used to play this movie on G four. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I it think was one of the uh, movies that don't suck. Yeah, yeah. Which G four next week? I we called it. One of us called it during the G four retrospective, where I think it, it was Bobby. Be, where it would be YouTube. Yeah, where it would be on YouTube, Bobby. I think you're the one who called it on that. Yeah. So kudos, kudos to Bobby. You fucking called it. There's a U. There's a G four reunion. Uh, November 24th. That's Tuesday. That's next Tuesday. Yes. We're going to try and have the episode live before that. I might get to it tomorrow. But um, yeah, G4 reunion on Tuesday. I cannot wait. Hosted by Ron Funches, who plays uh, King Shark on Harley Quinn. Yeah. I had to explain it to Walter. What? Because he had no idea who Ron Funches was. Oh. I need to uh, I need to finish watching Harley Quinn. Yeah. What I've watched of it, I've really enjoyed Oh, it's so good. It, it's so good. Did you see the one where... Uh, Harley Quinn goes back home and lives with her parents. Not yet. Oh my god, that's such a fun episode. Yeah, really <laughs> where the grandma's like, I have brain cancer, and then her head explodes. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very fucking aggressive cancer. <laughs> god damn it. But yeah, that's, uh, that's the movie. Yeah. Guys, do you would you add it to the bookshelf in the film society in the film club where we watch the films in the film club? Sure. It's uh, definitely a movie that doesn't suck. Alright. Walter, would you... Would, uh, same question, but name is Walter. Yes. Alright. Uh, that's a me too, yeah. So, um, 
we're going to take a break for Thanksgiving week. Uh, we're not going to have anything for you guys, but we're going to do something very fun for you guys the week after that. One of my favorite movies that we're going to be talking about. Um, I'm not going to tell you guys what it is. Well, you guys know what it is, but we're not, we're not going to say it on the show. All I'm going to say is that, uh, um, I'm going to spit in your eye. Good night, everybody.